We're talking with Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder. And Mayor, a word that's coming up a lot in our coverage uh, this week is unprecedented. Uh, and I imagine you probably feel the same. Have you seen anything like this? No, I have not. And, uh, you know, that's what we've said. We're in changing times. Uh, you know, yesterday's gone as far as that goes because we're going into, uh, you know, changes with regards to our own culture, you know. I think the handshaking days are gone, personally. I think we're in a new state of norm, and we don't know what tomorrow brings, but uh, we're progressing you know, through the rapidly evolving uh, COVID virus that uh, I think it's raised a new level of awareness. I want to start with uh, the the health and well-being of everybody there at City Hall. We're aware of at least two uh, older women who've indicated they have been exposed to COVID-19 at the Women's March a few days ago. Uh, are, are you aware of any others, and have you had any personal contact with Alderwoman Conley or Desenzo, or has anyone well, on your staff had had direct contact with them? Well, a couple of things. I found out Saturday, so I'm not sure when they found out, but Saturday during the uh, news media, uh, well, you were there. Yes. And I text all the uh, Alder people. I said, you know, they're having, uh, they've confirmed cases. They're going to uh, have a news conference at 545 or whatever it was. And then uh, she had sent me a text during that and said that she was uh, um, quarantining herself. I did talk. And, to and when you say she, who who was that? Oh, all the women, Conley. Conley. So she I, she so knew as of Saturday. Yeah. Out. She's the only one that actually reached out and told me. And then I called her today, um, and we talked at length. And uh, I appreciate her insights uh, with regards to that. But I'm not sure when they attracted it. But then that news conference, I thought was interesting because someone brought that up. He said, "Well, if you come in contact." What's the protocol? And at that point, if I understood him correctly, was uh, 15 minutes of, uh, you know, you know, within that uh, personal space or what have you, uh, close contact. To have I think prolonged contact. I, I, I oh, thought I heard the number t- t- 10 minutes, but but in any event, um, uh, to, to the point, have you been but in, in answer your question? No, I had not been okay. uh, for that period of time now. Uh, and you're not aware of any other uh, members of the city council who have indicated that they have uh, been exposed at this point? No, those are the only two, and that was through uh, Aaron Conley directly, and then someone sh- uh, sent a social media post or something about all the women Desenzo. What are the plans for city council this week? Presumably the two of them won't be in attendance, but are you going to try to do something more remotely rather than having people gathered in the council chambers? Well, with regard to that, uh, it's really Freedom of Information or the Open uh, Meetings Act uh, with regards to that, and it doesn't allow for remote meetings. And so I think that's why Champaign probably took the direction they did with the uh, having um, the ordinance passed with regards to granting certain uh, powers to the administration in case of a situation where they cannot meet. Uh, so we will probably present some form of that, not to that, you know, I thought they kind of went to a uh, you know, a level that I would not go to. But we are taking a look at that with Corporation Council. Because there's actually allowed, although they say they're not going to implement this, but allowed them to uh, uh, shut down gun shops and, and things like that, prohibit the sale of guns, prohibit the sale of alcohol. No, not, You're not going to look yeah. at anything like that. Uh, but No, it, I'm not. Uh, I'm Yeah, no, I'm not a firm believer of that. What it would be more for is for operational purposes, what's in the best interest of the city and moving in that direction. So it could be personnel-related it could be through expenditures, uh, whatever we need to do to act uh, uh, 
responsibly and as quickly as possible. Do you plan to limit public attendance at the meeting this Tuesday until you can get that uh, get that approved? Since you do broadcast the meetings, stream them, et cetera, and will you try to limit the number of people who are actually there in person? Yeah, we started encouraging it. We would do that uh, and answer your question with regards to the live streaming, things of that nature through our immediate outlets. So we appreciate that. And uh, uh, we want the council roundup too, you know, as far as that goes. But the... Uh, but the other side of it, we've taken steps, you know, getting the word out, like doing online payments through the utility. So I've asked the directors to assess in their departments who can work at home, you know, taking the next step further, who can work remotely. But a lot of the services we provide are through, you know, direct services, police, fire, public works. And there's not a lot of individuals that can do that. But uh, we're assessing our operations day to day. But the city council meeting will be as much as well, keeping the numbers down within the council chambers. Uh, but, you know, allowing people to participate responsibly. So we should be hearing more in the next uh, several days as far as uh, a, a plan for some workers at least to stay at home. But as you noted, uh, linemen can't do their job from home. You can't fill potholes from home. So you're just going to s- simply have to have a lot of people basically on the job as usual. Or, or could you put some of those activities on hold? Well, that's where we're assessing. And then uh, hours of operations, they're standard hours as we speak. But that's, you know, with the evolving changes, uh, we're going to assess it day to day. And uh, Chief Riney, that's why I appointed Chief Riney, uh, because he's a professional. He's the point person. He's been to all the meetings with the medical community and the uh, other entities uh, working group. And he'll be providing a daily update on activities uh, Uh, So we can provide that to you as well. What is your thought on uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker's order as we're speaking here Sunday evening, ordering all bars and restaurants in the state to shut down as of Monday evening for two weeks, although there will be a drive through curbside pickup delivery, uh, but no dining in, no sitting down for for drinks and things. How is that going to affect Springfield? Well, it's going to impact the business community as far as that goes. But I understand his reasoning. Um, You know, they, you know, I think they were getting to that point with the Friday uh, shut off at midnight with the fish fries. And, uh, you know, I go to Little Flower and they said, well, from now on, at today's mass, they even said, we're just going to provide uh, carry out only. And I, I figured that was the next step in the process that they were going to do it with restaurants. With regards to bars, uh, you know, that's a different situation. But uh, hopefully they'll weather uh, the storm, so to speak. And, you know, it, it falls in line with the quarantine aspect, you know, the 14 days, but it is going to be detrimental with regards to businesses. But uh, we are blessed because we have our own utility. So we have, I talked to Doug Brown, the utility engineer, and we are going to, um, you know, people can't make their payment due to hardship. We're not going to uh, shut off. We'll work with individuals to have a flex payment plan uh, if they need it uh, as time goes. You have come under some fire yourself for actually going out to a couple of bars on Saturday, the day we would have had the parade, one of the big bar days usually uh, in Springfield. Uh, and people thought that was not a good look given the, the uh, expressed uh, desire to have people stay away from those large gatherings. Do you regret having done that? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, my wife stayed home and uh, actually she encouraged me not to go probably because of this. You know, she has great insight. But, I, you know, I felt it was important to go to, uh, you know, and when I went down there, people were all talking about COVID. So it was really an opportunity to say, you know, we shouldn't be shaking hands. Nobody should shake hands and, you know, wash. And so people were talking about it and, uh, you know, talking about uh, 
personal distance and things of that nature. So from that perspective, the bars weren't half as crowded, uh, you know, going back to the 10-minute rule or what have you. I think, uh, you know, for myself, uh, that applied. Uh, and But I think uh, from that perspective, uh, you know, it gave, thankfully, with the actions of today, I mean, at least they have additional funding that hopefully gets them through these next two weeks. But they weren't crowded by any stretch that they were previous years. But it was important that they, you know, they, that's, it, you know, as far as me going down there, I don't regret it. Um, the other thing that was astonishing was the O'Hare look. I mean, talk about shoulder to shoulder. And, you know, I look at the broad spectrums where we were at. When the Amtrak passenger came, we learned from it Sunday night through the media, which we appreciate. But then early Monday morning, I told the police chief, get someone down there to get the customer uh, list from Amtrak. And it took us two days to get that. And we understand there's about 30 people that got off the train. That's the time that we should have been ringing the bell. And we were trying to do that. But you fast forward to Tuesday, we had City Council Chief Riney gave the update, no questions. And then you go out to SHG's game, it's just jam-packed, shoulder to shoulder. And so, you know, then you have these wide swings. That was okay. Um, Lamphere had their game. And then Wednesday, it's closed the parades. So really, we need a consistent messaging. I think we're getting there. I think everybody's pulling together locally. Um, and we'll work together because this is really where Springfield rises up. With uh, we have a great medical community, and we have a you know great emergency responders, especially our Class One fire department. That's why there are only three percent of Class One agencies in the country, and we have one of them. That's why I appointed Chief Riney to be our point person for this pandemic. Uh, speaking of that consistent messaging, uh, Alderwoman Turner, I believe, sent you uh, a letter earlier in the day on Sunday uh, complaining that she didn't feel like uh, there had been enough information going to the alderman from City Hall. Uh, is that a, a fair criticism? And are you making any changes to make sure aldermen are fully in the loop? Well, we've updated them as much as possible periodically through different means. Uh, you know, we have all users, emails, things of that nature. But with what's been going on, it, you know, quite frankly, it's been difficult to answer calls calls and do emails, all that. But I did uh, do a, a recap of this week on Saturday to the alderman, and then Chief Riney gave a detailed one, which we'll send to you, and you can see everything that's transpired. But uh, I asked uh, Chief Riney as well just to give a daily recap uh, on or an update with regards to the COVID viruses and every any changes. So that will be going out on our regular basis or a daily basis. Yeah, if you can forward and that along. Also we... Doris, and then with regards to Doris, real quick, she's on the county public health board. She's one of my appointees. So she should actually have more knowledge because everything flows from Illinois, going back to the Amtrak situation, the flow of information went to Illinois Department of Public Health all the way down to the county public health and then to us. And that free flow, uh, free flow of information has been a breakdown. How we found out about the assessment of someone being infected in Springfield, we got it through someone calling me up that knew me. They had a cancellation of a child's event, and then they said they heard from a physician uh, that uh, said that you should cancel this because we had a confirmed case. Well, I asked Chief Scarlett, Assistant Chief Scarlett to check into it, and he had to do some investigative work and find out that it was affirmed, and that was like at 2 in the afternoon or later. And so... Uh, it was known, but not released to us, and that's what we're trying to prevent is getting information as soon as possible, and I put out a news release asking that we're going to set up our own uh, self-reporting hotline, if you will, so we can give the information to our first responders 
as quickly as possible so they can protect themselves, so they can protect us. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. Uh, so explain that in a little bit more detail. Who who would you like to have, quote, self-report, and, and what is the purpose of that, and where is that information going to be stored, and how is it going to be used? Well, what it would be is uh, it's our ability to have individual citizens that are quarantining themselves, not, uh, you know, just like a situation that came up, they could report that, hey, I'm quarantining myself. And then if they have, that would allow us to have information for our first responders. And then if they tested positive at some point in time, we would already know the tracking of where they've been. Because if you're quarantined, now you're inside. And then the part of that process would be, where have you been? And then so once, if it's ever confirmed, uh, then we would be able to provide that information or the first responders would have it. But they're going to try to set that up through 911 dispatch, is my understanding. Mayor, we, we, but we don't want people calling in uh, with regards to that. You know, it's not set up yet. I think the news release, that'll be forthcoming from Chief Riney. Uh, well, there is a, there is an email address that people okay. can send this information, feedback at springfield.il.us. Okay. That we put out today so that uh, people can uh, make that. So, just so, again, if a, if a first responder is called to their house, they will know to take the appropriate precautions. Correct. That's what the whole purpose of that is. Uh, Mayor, we, we've seen some instances of people, you know, uh, cramming into stores, cleaning out some store shelves and things. Some people are referring to it as panic buying. And it may be because people are just not really sure where this is all headed when the next shoe is going to drop. Can, can you kind of prepare us for, is there more coming? Are we going to see even more stringent steps? We've seen bars and restaurants shut down. Some communities have talked about things like curfews or, or even mandatory quarantine. Is anything like that being discussed or on the horizon at all? Well, as far as I think it's day-to-day, personally, I think uh, with regards to that, I think uh, the way it's stairs or ramped up uh, going back to the Amtrak incident, that was the day that we were the most proactive out of anybody. And it took us a while to get the information, but that's where we should have started taking our precautionary or additional precautionary steps throughout the community and uh, throughout the state and uh, having that free flow of information because that's what's needed is that's why we're coming up with the self-report line because people I feel will self-report so they can make others aware of it. And that's what it's all about is, you know, uh, getting information out there as quickly as possible so people can take precautionary measures. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. Have a great day.